Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. And uh, we have a great uh, guest for you lined up. Uh, but before we introduce her, um, I just want to introduce uh, my lovely co-host today. Lovely. Oh, no, that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is my wife, Jamie. Hi, everybody. And I am Josh. And with us, we have Pollyanna. Welcome. Hi, guys. Josh and Jamie. Glad, I'm so glad to be here under the circumstances of me trying to get here as quickly as we possibly could. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me months ago for me to, you know, try to change up the time now. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, life gets in the way of things and, you know, we just got to be flexible. Yeah, that's right. 100%. Been like the willow. That's right. Exactly. So you have uh, a very interesting podcast. Thank you. So uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, I am the host of Buried Pleasures. I am Polly and Amazing, host of Buried Pleasures. That's me. And I basically am a nurse practitioner who learned sex education stuff. And I like to share that with other people. And currently, I have a series going on in on my podcast about what's your pleasure. And you and Jamie happen to be kind enough to join me in that. And I'm trying to dispel the myth that sexuality means pleasure. It doesn't have to be that way. We can have pleasure in a lot of things. But, you know, sex is also good. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is true. So I just like... I'm a, I'm a conduit for a conversation about all things that have to do with pleasure. That's me. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And where can listeners find you, your podcast? Ooh, okay. So buriedpleasures.com, Buried Pleasures on Facebook, Twitter. You can find me at, on TikTok. I don't know if you guys are doing the TikTok just yet, but my TikTok is Buried Pleasures 1 because my assistant who was supposed to do Buried Pleasures she has that one um, and is not doing it. So, Clarissa, get your life together and get my. T- <laughs> you know, I'm trying to uh, to give away as much of this stuff to people as I can to do for me, um, with me, not for me, uh, <laughs> so that um, you know, I'm. You guys know this. I'm in the middle of this big cross country move move again, and uh, you know, trying to get things accomplished on a daily basis is tough when you're trying to work a job, be a podcaster, be a mom, and a and everything else, right? Right. Yeah. Business out That's a there. Lot. So I always am so happy to talk to you guys. You guys are great. So thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Our pleasure for sure. We're so yeah. excited to have you here. Absolutely. And our listeners might be wondering, why is it that we have a podcast host who talks about things in, you know, maybe a little more adult than, uh, than what they're used to. Why are we having you on our show? And, it's because you had a, we'll call it a former life, um, professional life where you worked, um, in like ER and, and, and those things. And a life care. And, yeah. and yeah, you've had cool. some, some interesting experiences happen to you. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I can say that I have seen a few things and a few things I, you know, I, I, I don't even know if I could even say anything about but yes definitely had some experiences in the realm of i don't know what the heck it was so we'll just label it at that i don't know what the heck it was (laughs) so what was your say strangest experience that you had well you know i'm gonna say my the one that sticks out to me the most and this is just in the personal realm of my own this isn't even you know with my work was um, when I was 20 years old, my father uh, was diagnosed. Well, when I was 19, he was diagnosed with malignant melanoma on the bottom of his foot. And so when he passed away a year later, um, while I was in the house, my my mother's house, I didn't live there any longer. Obviously I was out on college and all that kind of junk and sitting in the bed at the same exact time that my dad would come home every evening, 2 p.m., 2.05, actually. You could you could count on it, 2.05. The keys were jingling in the front door, and you could hear him put his things down and walk down the hallway. Now, I hadn't lived in that house for probably 
you know, five, well, let's say four years after that, at that certain point. And I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, you're just laying around when you're, you know, teenager and you're, and you're at your parents' house. You're just like, hey, I got nothing to do. Just lay around here. And um, I happen to look over at 205 and I hear the key noise and the jingling of the keys and the walking steps. And I thought, okay, I'm kind of, I must be just half asleep or what have you. Right. But in fact, that happened pretty much every day for the two week period of time that I was staying at the house. So in my mind, I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. I wasn't concerned. It freaked me out though. I'm not going to lie about that. (laughs) It kind of made me like, okay, hang on. What? Um, But I, kind of almost took some solace in that, that my bill hanging around to kind of give my mom a little, you know, hi, Lucille, everything's okay. I'm still here. I'm still wandering around in between, just checking up, making sure everybody's okay. Right. Because my dad was in law enforcement. So he, uh, he was the great peacekeeper we say, and that was a pretty cool thing. And you know, years later, I never, I I happened to talk to a boyfriend about it at the time, but had never mentioned it to my mom because at the time I didn't want her to be worried or upset or, you know, you know how you do. You just don't want, didn't want to to really roll that into her. Um, But my little brother had said to me, Hey, have you been hearing that? Do you hear dad's keys? Do you hear the jingling? Cause I hear it all the time. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, I do. How <laughs> strange and how unusual, right? And yeah. that was, I mean, that's another 20 years past all that, that we got had that conversation. And I think sometimes that, you know, we, as a, a, you know, as a human being, we're always trying to reason through what some things are, but, you know, we just don't know. We have no idea what's going on in the world. And, and for me, I'm just going to keep that one as a very special time that um, that maybe he was just hanging or just whatever remnants of energy left over from him. That that was just him saying, hey, we're OK. Everybody's going to be OK. I'm still around. It's all good. Yeah. That's what that meant to me. I didn't get too freaked out, you know, <laughs> at that point. Well, you know, it's, I mean, a lot of times people take solace in those, in those pieces, right? It's like, it's just dad coming home. This is, you know. This is routine. Yeah. Yeah. And there's comfort right, in it. Right. Yeah. Right. Can I explain it? No, not, a, not one bit. <laughs> not one bit. And, and, you know, even, I don't remember ever walking out into the hallway to see what it was because I didn't want it to not be that. Does that make sense? Like yes. I yeah. wanted to think that it was my dad the whole time. Absolutely. So, but strangely enough, I mean, like you can, you, we can surmise that I know for a fact at the same time, every day, something odd and unusual was happening, but I just wanted to keep hearing it. It was super cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. I, I think there's like, there's always those things, right? When a loved one passes away, like a certain smell or, you know, or certain, or certain something that brings that memory back. Like for me, my, when my, after my grandfather passed, um, anytime I'd smell pipe tobacco, it would remind me of my grandfather. And there was just, you know, this comfort and solace and it's not anything paranormal on that Avenue. Cause you know, it'd be in like a, a tobacco shop or, or sure. you know, near, <laughs> near tobacco, but it's just that, that memory that comes back. And so there's right. solace and, and happiness in, yeah. in those pieces. Yeah. yeah. And I think after all that, we're just trying to, we're all just trying to reason through all of the weird things that we encounter for sure. But definitely in the realm of at work stuff, woo, yes, <laughs> you have a list. Definitely. I do have a list. And you know, one of my, um, one of my mother's favorite stories, and I have to go towards this first because it kind of sets the premise for me for a secondary story. But my mother, um, went into premature labor with my sister and my sister's four years older than me. And this is like, you know, the late sixties basically. So, um, she went to a Catholic hospital, uh, to have my sister and my mom had a lot of complications, began to hemorrhage, began to bleed out. Um, and she told me that at that time that she had this ethereal out of body experience that she remembered the whole floating over top of her bed 
looking down at herself, looking down at the doctors and the nurses. And then she remembers nothing past that except waking up and talking to this nun. And of course, you want to know her name is Sister Mary, because isn't that strange? Isn't that the name for all nuns that you know from everything, right? Right. right. Anyway, so she's talking to Sister Mary and she's asking, am I okay? Where's my baby? You know, I, I just want to hold my baby. And she tells my mother, Lucille, it's okay. Just be still. She's down the hall. She'll be fine. And my mom told me that that the next day she was asking the other nurses, hey, where's the nun that was here last night? She was a very nice older lady. She was very kind to me. She she put me at ease and I just wanted to thank her. Well, dun dun dun, dun. guess what? <laughs> Sister Mary's picture was the same picture in the office that my of course, you know, my mom's not going into the office of the CEO of the hospital. Right. Um, but that's the one in the office of the CEO of the hospital. Oh. Uh, she had been head nurse and nun at that particular place for a long time. Oh, I don't know, about a hundred years before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> right. So how do you explain that? You know, we, you've heard past you know, life or, or, you know, death experiences, people who are in that moment of um, seeing themselves floating above their bodies and, and, and that sort of thing. And you have to wonder, is it something that's happening chemically in our brain because the oxygen is being cut off or, you know, with a little anoxia going on, or is it really true? Do we really step into a different realm the moment that we're in between life and death? I'd like to think that we do. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like to think that I'm scientifically um, altogether up in there, but also <laughs> I want to believe that that's, that's what we do because what the heck else do we have to believe in anymore? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, yeah. And that's the thing too. Like people will get freaked out about the paranormal, but it's like, if we can prove that the paranormal exists, which, you know, let's, to, you know, that's a different right. debate for other times, I think. Um, but if you can prove that it exists, that means you can prove that there's life or existence after our bodies are done, mm -hmm. you know, living. And so these out-of-body experiences that people have when they're near death, I mean, that that kind of shows you like that's that's near there. Like, if, especially if someone can describe what was going on. Yeah. Like if you're looking right. down at your body and there's a crash cart and you can say, hey, there were five nurses and they were doing this. Scientifically speaking, there's no explanation for it because right. you weren't there. Like you're like you, you flatlined. You're dead. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, there's there's a lot of different levels of dead compared, you know, like <laughs> I know a lot of people don't under know this, but let's say you have a pacemaker, mm -hmm. right? And your heart's going to beat. Your heart will be made to beat even after you've died. It doesn't shut off until the batteries are dead. Okay. Oh. I know. And I don't want to sound terrible to other people, but that's, that's a fact. So not just having the heart beating is necessarily um, what's, what's alive. You know, you can still have oxygen circulating in your brain after your heart stops. Right. We don't know at what point because we're not there. You know, there are definitely um, scientific studies out there that show you if there's brain activity or not with the EEG. You know, we do all kinds of things with, with cardiac monitoring so you can see if your heart's beating. But that's one of the things that I, this is a little known fact. When you work in an ER, we would have to, um, when somebody passes away, you need to have a, a flat line. Uh, strip cardiac strip in each lead so there's three leads we need to get a uh, you know that because again the heart doesn't necessarily always stop to the point where it's not being picked up by a you know a instrumentation that's that's true i mean it does stop i don't want to sound like a crazy person over here saying that we put <laughs> you know people with beating hearts and, and body bags that's not what we do okay but there is um there's definitely there's definitely a moment that mm -hmm. you um, you realize. 
And for all those people out there who may be in the medical field and you've dealt with the death of people in front of you, um, there's a certain feeling about it too. And, you know, it may be just me that feels one way or, or somebody else that feels another, but you can really, I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to it. I believe I can feel the energy leave the room. It's, it's really kind of weird. Um, but after so many years of, of seeing that happen, it definitely begins to be like, wow, there really is something to it. You know? yeah. It's not just, not just people going to sleep. And I have definitely seen people who look happy when they've passed away versus tormented and scared. Definitely. And, um, so I don't know. I don't know what people are seeing in there when they're, uh, when they're passing, but it's good. It's, it's, it's a very interesting thought. It's very thought provoking to, to know, like one minute you're here, one minute you're not, but where do you go in between? Right. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I mean, and that's really, that's really the basis of paranormal investigations is, is that we just try to seek answers, right. And try to understand right. what's going on. Right. Cause these experiences are happening and people are like, well, is that really grandma? Do I really see grandma? Is that, is that really my dad coming home every, you know, every day at two Oh five or is it something else, you know? And if okay. you, you know, and then it's, it's about of, you know, trying to take a scientific approach to figuring it out when there's no real science that actually exists to prove the existence of a human soul. Right. Right. And, you know, anybody who is on in the search for education or things that aren't the norm are always, um, you know, you're always la labeled a heretic, right? Like if you're, yep. if you're looking outside the norm, heretics, <laughs> uh, yep. these people are, these people are crazy, but I'm going to tell you, and this is my, uh, the one story I love to tell because it scared the shit right out of me. Sorry. Say <laughs> you're shit fine. It you're just fine. Did. It scared me. But, um, and I think I told this to you guys when we were on, when you did my show, but mm -hmm. I, I love this story for me is like the pinnacle of like, Oh gosh. Cause you know, elderly people are scary sometimes. And it's, it's just because we're looking into the face of ourselves later, you know, yeah. yeah, like the potential for us to waste away to nothing is absolutely credible and factual. It happens. Yeah, It's just to what extent and how, you know, if we're being cared for by certain people or not being cared for by certain people. And I had the, um, I was working in an inner city Columbus, Ohio hospital and an entire family was packed into this little tiny room with their, uh, significant other, uh, gentleman. And apparently as I'm talking with the family, this man is, we're kind of doing end of life care for this gentleman, just keeping him comfortable, that sort of thing. And he, um, had been nonverbal for many years. And they had told me that he'd been in nursing homes, that, you know, that he was a war veteran, all these really cool things about him. And all of a sudden, as I'm sitting at the side of his bed, I'm, I'm down on my knees trying to start an IV on him. He looks over at me and I'm like, it's okay, sir. You know, everything's going to be okay. We're just going to, we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you some fluid, make you feel a little bit better. And he looked straight through me. He looked behind me and then right straight through me and said, look behind you. Oh. In the weirdest, creepy whisper <laughs> ever in my whole life. And at that moment, I was like, I don't want to look. No, <laughs> I'm not looking. <laughs> but the family said, what now? What would you say? He said, look behind you. And I was like, all right, let me finish this up. I'll tape you up. And I stepped out and I just, you know, the weird, odd feeling, like you just got a cold chill when I say, look behind you. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Is um, that, that in that moment, it was like, holy sh shit, holy shit. <laughs> what was he seeing behind me? Right. And, you know, if you look back, religious people often say, you know, they see angels and, and heavenly bodies coming to get them, you yes. know, their yeah. family, mm -hmm. whatever. I don't know who was there to get him, but man, 
it was scary to me. And then, if, you know, just a little bit later, he did pass on. But I have definitely been in the room with people who multiple times will say, my mother's here. She's standing in the corner. She's waiting for me. I'm going. Okay, go. Let me hold your hand. And I hope you have the safest journey to wherever it is that you're going next. Mm-hmm. See you around next time. You know, that kind of thing. And it's, I want to, I want to just say that I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself for being the last hand that a lot of people held because I at least had the ability in my mind, I would put some intention into wherever it is that they're going. I hope they get there, you know? Yeah. yeah. So for me, um, paranormal stuff, I, you know, I won't watch scary movies. My kids, my husband are just like, you know, let's watch everything that has to do with paranormal. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> I don't want to because I don't want that. I, I think those types of movies, you know, well, I'm talking about scary, you know, jump out of grave sites, all kind of that kind of thing. Um, that makes it negative. And, th- and these experiences that we have don't have to be negative, right? Like, but in our minds, because we saw, you know, some crazy movie a hundred years ago, um, it sticks in your mind. Like for me, Phantasm, when I saw that and it's the, you know, <laughs> creepy grave guy and, you know, I, in a, in a, in a mortuary, in mortuary situation, I don't want to do, I don't want to watch that because I want to believe in my heart that not everybody or every, um, entity that that's out there is a benevolent entity. Right. Know? Yeah. I want it to be or malevolent. Sorry, excuse me, malevolent. I don't want it. I don't want it to be somebody bad or something bad. We got to change our perspective on that because maybe these are not bad things. Maybe they are just you know really cool, awesome, uh, energetic signatures of people who are just trying to say, hey, get, there is other stuff. Right. Maybe yeah. it's not just what we thought it was. It goes right? on. I mean, for God's sake, the United States it says there's aliens now. The government says that there's aliens. They finally so, admitted it. Why are we? Why are we worried about ghosts or you know? <laughs> other? Good point. Yep. <laughs> really, living in the matrix in the moment. So what does it matter, right? Right. It doesn't matter anymore. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is like, you know, your your mother's experience seeing an old yeah. nun, you know, and and the nun giving her comfort. It's really hard to look at that story and go, you know, that's evil. It's like, right? That's a nun. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, you know, and different religious beliefs obviously have their, their own things. Like think about um, a lot of the Asian, you know, like Asian, um, the ways that they believe are that you give thanks to your family, to the people who came before you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to use the term Asians, but, you know, I was, you know, I'm thinking Chinese, Japanese, all of these different groups of people that are saying, you know, we don't necessarily believe in this God or that God or a God, you know, there's different deities, but you're giving respect to the people who came before you for your lineage. And I think that that's an important piece to look at too, because all you're doing is giving respect. When we, when we lay people to rest, we're giving them the respect that they deserve. We're not just tossing them into the garbage right? or, you know, different cultures they have, the pyres, you know, funeral pyres, you're setting your loved ones on fire so that they can go and be in the, in the other spirit world, wherever it is, whatever it is, your belief is. Mm -hmm. But I think, I mean, and you guys can, can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think all cultures talk about some sort of energetic entity after people have passed. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how it goes. It's everywhere. And there's like every ancient culture has, um, Good entities, bad entities. Like there's, um, all. I mean, basic. Honestly, the basis of religion in itself is that there's something else after this life, regardless of the religion. They all talk about something after this life. So, if since time began and you know spoken and written, what record is has begun, um, and they all talk about that piece. You know how how hard is it to deny that there's something more beyond us, or is, are we just really just that you know optimistic and hopeful that we right. hope that there's something else out there? <laughs> Dude, I hope there's something out there. I am definitely. 
I'm a Pollyanna over here. I'm optimistic about everything. <laughs> I just, you know, um, yeah, I grew up in a very religious background. And so the, the concept of heaven and hell are very real for me. But also in my mind, as I've been growing up and, and learning, you know, I'm not not educated. <laughs> I went to college a couple of times. Um, I could never understand that thought that uh, other people were wrong because we were Christian people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Please tell me that Native Americans go to hell because they don't believe in the God that you believe in. I don't believe that. But I'm not trying to discount people's religious beliefs or anything like that. But for me, that's where it started. Like, how do I make sense of all of these wonderful, beautiful people that come in in front of me? They've gotten sick or they've had an accident or what have you. And their entire family is just sitting there broken. How how in the world could I ever tell them that they're wrong for their beliefs and, you know, and, and hold mine as, as the only ones that there are? I, I can't do that. I can't make sense of that. So if people have seen things happen or, you know, heard things happen or have whatever experience that they've had with the paranormal, I listen, tell me about it. Prove me wrong. I mean, like, I want to know. Make me understand. What do you see? What do you know? Because I want to know that, too. Yeah. I mean, I think we all all deserve to know something. And and if we could know that there's something else out there, how cool would that be? Yeah. Because we wouldn't have to worry so much in all this mess. Yeah. We could just chill and be decent human beings and know that we can just keep on going being decent in what other light realm or whatever, whatever, heaven, yeah. hell, whatever you want to believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing, right? I mean, it's kind of the basis of all of it, really. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So without getting too religious, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's for like step on people's toes ever because i'm not you know i'm just i'm just a curious person over here wanting to find out information just like everybody else and i love podcasting i love being on other people's podcasts that talk about different things than what i do because i think it's so cool (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a lot of fun i mean that's kind of like sure kind of the fun of doing it it's almost like you know podcasting now is like ham radio back in the day You know, and so now we just get a much better platform. And so I'm trying to have a a little uh, transmitter outside our house. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) By the way, I'm a, my handle is starfish, just so you know. That's my CB radio handle, right? Awesome. (laughs) I grew up, I grew up in the 70s, guys. We did that CB radio (laughs) stuff in the, in the wilds of Kentucky, ham radio for sure. Yeah, see, I grew up in North Dakota, which is a colder version of Kentucky. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> you all don't have that many rivers, though, do you? Do you have rivers? In- yeah, I mean, there's we have a couple. We have the Missouri and the Red River of the North. Like, two two big ones. And then there's other ones. But we definitely know, like, Kentucky is, like, this beautiful state unto itself with, with mountains and, and forests and right. stuff like that. North Dakota's more like your desktop. It's flat and <laughs> kind of barren, but you know there are some trees here and there. <laughs> some real nice folks there too, I'm sure. I'm oh yeah. Nice <laughs> oh, absolutely. But you know, I mean, I always made this joke that I could step outside and look out my window and and see the back of my head because it was that flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's phenomenal. I love it. I love it. So what other fun and spooky stories do you have hiding around? Uh, Fun and spooky stories. Well, I, um, I have a great spooky and fun story. Whenever I, uh, whenever I was a child, my uncle used to tell us the story about this, this old house that he grew up in. And subsequently, um, probably about eight other families in the area, I swear, grew up like they all lived in the house for about a year and then were out. And this house is still standing to this day in Quincy, Kentucky. But (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I love this part. No, um, everyone who has lived there has reported 
at, at different times the same exact types of stories. Like this house didn't have running water inside, so you'd have to go outside to get your water. And the well would start pumping on its own without anybody's help, without anybody's knowledge. And you would just see it the buckets overflowing out of this pump over and over again. And after this house is pretty much condemned and it just sits out in the middle of this field, you know, that's a teenager ha- haven, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Boys, boys want to go to scare other boys and boys want to take girls to not scare. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So um, I don't remember any girls saying, I want to go to that house, but there was a lot of dudes that would say it all the time. So, um, <laughs> but um, there was never an end of a discussion that didn't have, but did you guys see what was upstairs? Right. And you'd have to think in this old broken down house, what was upstairs? Right. Mm-hmm. And the uh, story goes that in that upstairs was a little woman in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, back and forth. And in this area, of course, we're right on the Ohio River. So there's a lot of um, underground railroad access, if you will, for slaves that were going across into Ohio so that they could have their freedom, right? And there were, I'm sure, more than one farm that around the area that kept slaves. So the cool thing about this is that, you know, I grew up in an area. This is not the cool part about it, but I grew up in an area that was predominantly white. No African-American people whatsoever. Unfortunately, that just wasn't a thing, obviously, because of what had happened in the past. Yeah. And this was a really kind and um you know everyone who talked about this the spirit of this woman this black woman rocking in a chair waiting just waiting and smiling and never doing anything terrible just relaxing and everyone that had seen it that had tried to touch it or you know approach it of course was gone the moment that they stepped towards it right but this has been an ongoing story for years. And I have not been back to the, I've, I've been in that place one time. <laughs> one, <laughs> that's all it took. I'm a very, um, I'm a very sensitive person, I believe, to energies. And, and I, I don't know if it's residual negativity left by other people just walking around. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, this live all die, a great ghost hunter type person. But I can feel energies when I walk into a room. Just, I believe in my heart because I've been, a, you know, I've been studying people for so long and my job is to look at you and see if you're in a discomfort or if you don't feel well, that's just what I do. And so I think sometimes that I can, I can really note that a little bit more than other people can just because basically of what I do, but no, I don't have, I have no desire whatsoever to walk up and touch a ghost or to touch an entity that may, you know, if you're here, hang out right there. Duly noted. I see you. I don't want to hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a chicken at heart. Let me tell you. I just, uh, I I don't want anything. You know, it's, and it's all based on the fact that you watch these crazy, scary movies and can't feel comfortable with just allowing it to happen. And that may just be what it is. You know, we talk um, in the realm of like, I, I teach Buddhist Tantra, right? And with that, there are a lot of ritual practices and there are some things that I've seen, you know, with our llama and that sort of thing. And I just have to step back and be like, now, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Cause I don't understand that at all, but there are definitely, you know, even in that realm, uh, you know, uh, Buddhist monks and that sort of thing, you can, you can see evidence of the paranormal in that all day long. That's cr- like, that's pretty interesting to me. I think that's why I like the lineage based uh, Tantra teachings that I have is because, you know, there are actual written factual stuff where people are saying, I saw uh, a llama's arms go down and candles be lit. How do you explain that? Right. You know, yeah. the transposition of energies, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you have that ability to, 
to focus all of your energies on something. I think that that's just, you know, that's just one other thing that we just don't know anything about. And one day maybe we will know something about it. And we won't all think that we're insane or crazy. Like the people who thought the aliens were not real. Hello. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) You know, it just sticks in my mind all the time. Does everybody know out there that the United States government has acknowledged the fact that there's aliens? Right. (laughs) (laughs) The paranormal. It's all, it's, you know, like these are not uh, outlandish unless you think that they're outlandish. I think that it's really, um, it's just one more set of questions that we don't know the answer to, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to keep listening because I I love the thoughts of it. Who, Who doesn't love the thought of there's something other than what we know now. Something beyond you know, our reality. We're always learning things. Yeah. We're always we're we're always supposed to be striving to learn more. And I love that. Yeah. I, I I think we should always do that. Keep learning. Keep keep digging for answers because when you stop trying to look for answers and you become complacent, then what do you have? Not much. Boring life. <laughs> exactly. You might as well live in the middle of the desert in Utah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. You know, funny thing, there actually is a guy who lived in the middle of the desert in Utah here. He, <laughs> I'm not he, surprised. He, his home was out west. You can actually go visit it. It's like in, a, in the side of a mountain. He lived out west as a hermit by himself, just hanging out in the middle of the desert. <laughs> I couldn't do you it. Know, he's probably got the best blood pressure of anybody around, well, he, right? He, <laughs> you know? He's not around yeah, anymore, yeah. but he probably no, did. <laughs> well, we could let's go visit him anyway. Right. Right. Da-da. Adventure. I and see, and you know, I love ghost stories. I love the thoughts that there are all the you know, my favorite places to go are Savannah, Georgia. I'm telling you right now. I could live there if it wasn't so daggone hot and humid all the time. <laughs> but that's one of those things like I just think it's super cool what you guys do because you bring together this group of people who are just your truth seekers. That's what you are, truth seekers. And the naysayers can say what they will, but what the heck? I mean, you are pioneers. You're just looking for truths. Yeah. And and that's what a lot of pioneers get called, like, right? Like anarchists and yeah. and, and, and the unusual crazy people. But I think it's awesome. I am a, I'm down for paranormal stuff 24 seven, just because I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. I don't want to sit with my head buried in the sand, waiting for somebody to knock on my shoulder one day and be like, hello. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to go out your find uncle it. from, you know, right. Exactly. I'm your uncle from like two generations back and uh, <laughs> we're just here to help you. That's what we're here for. Right. Yeah. It's all we've been ever here for. That's all we ever wanted to do for you is to help you. And we've all discounted it all this time because we watched a couple scary movies. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, that was that was my thing, right? Like the scary movies uh-huh. messed me up so bad that I was terrified of it for the longest right. time. And right. I had stuff happen, paranormal stuff happen growing right. up, but it always terrified me because it's like, you know, your mind starts moving in that direction of, well, you know. Sure. You get stabbed when this happens because that's that's what happens right, in the movies, right. you know. Right. Um, and I think for them, I think a lot of people like to be scared. I think that's yeah. why we have haunted houses and fun houses yeah. and stuff like that, right? right. And they're so popular because we like to be scared. Um, even like uh, roller coasters, which I'm a huge huge enthusiast of roller coasters, but even there's a there's that part like there's this terror and it's this you know terror of falling and all of these things that happen on roller coasters, but it's controlled. And I think what scares people is that the paranormal is not controllable. Like you you can't say now ghost appear and now disappear and go away. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't quite work that way. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't, you know, because like, and Jamie's had that experience where she was actually working at a, uh, it was a the gym. The mm-hmm. gym. And she had an experience that was kind of like that, where it was like one minute she's alone and the next minute she's not. Mm-hmm. But it's so real that it looks, I mean, it was real, but I mean, like 
in, instead of being like this phantasmic figure, it looked like a solid person running yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I will never discount that. I, you know, honestly, I've, <laughs> I've been in situations where working in the, the same old facility that my mom had my sister in. And, you know, years later when I was in my early twenties and having certain sections of the hospital in, in this one particular place, the call lights would come on constantly. Nobody was on the floor. It wasn't even a floor anymore for patients. It was where they, they used the rooms as an office, you know, as, as medical offices. Mm-hmm. And so you have to sometimes wonder like, yeah, could it be electrical? Sure. Absolutely. But at the same time, every night, the same rooms and they unplug things and it still goes off. Come on now. Yeah. So what's going on? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, your, your alternative is there's like circus mice living in the wall that have little hats. And they're just <laughs> messing with people, right. <laughs> like Tom and Jerry shit. <laughs> well, that would be funny. <laughs> I mean, right. and entertaining, totally right? <laughs> totally would be different, but it is, yeah. But I mean, like, there's a lot of ex- unexplainable things out there, and and trying to make sense of them is never going to be a, a terrible thing. I don't think. No, no. So you you worked back in that hospital where where your mom had your sister. Did anybody? Uh-huh. Did you ever get a report of anybody else seeing that nun? All of the time, all of the time. So on the the floor above that is um, where the palliative care was for a long time. And the people in palliative care, the patients, so palliative care for those who don't know, or for that's care for people who are about to pass into their next lifetimes. And that's for cancer people that, you know, that's kind of the biggest group of or elderly folks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they would go. And your family could stay with you and help care for you in that in that area and definitely definitely did i hear people so many times saying that they saw this wonderful nun walk down the hallway and they just wondered they thought nuns weren't still there well no they're not (laughs) as a matter of fact but you know it, it is what it is it's just one of those things that you have to be like wow maybe that i mean like how bad is that well, how bad is it for the poor nun that's just doing that for all of eternity? Unless you really wanted to, gosh, love you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's and you know maybe perhaps that's their version of heaven or hell, taking care of people, right? Like, yeah, offering maybe, them comfort. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Correct. Well, you got to figure too. Like she ran the hospital. Like there's a lot of love that goes into right. running that thing, and so you know, right. I mean, you know, and. Right the people that I've met who've been good at nursing and in, in, in that part, right. They have this, this innate love for people and individuals, this, this innate sense to be able to care for people. Um, and if she had that, maybe she's like, look, this is, I want to be able to keep caring for people and, right. you know, giving them comfort because I mean, I've spent time in the hospital and I think we all from, for some time, you know, some of us have been in that bed, you know, and it can be scary and it can be, you know, not fun. Um, And so if there's someone there trying to give you comfort, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yes, we do. As nurses out there, we try. Some of us, some of us don't. (laughs) (laughs) But I always, you know, like I, I think that my, my entire life, I only wanted to give solace to people. And so that's, you know, not everybody can do that. And, and I wouldn't want anybody else to do it. It kind of sucks sometimes, but it is what it is. So if you know some nurses out there, guys, or, or any medical professional, or even the people working in hospitals, wherever, love on them because, daggone it, they need it right now for sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and one day, hopefully, we won't wake up and not have medical providers anymore. So, Oh, I hope that isn't the case. Yeah, yeah let's right. not go that way. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no, not. So I have a question. So we've heard of, sure. like, the scary experience you had the more sentimental with your dad yeah is there any that are kind of like comical because sometimes um, amongst all these serious ones and scary ones you know is there any that have kind of made you kind of chuckle well i'll tell you the recent the very recent and and uh, not to get too 
I'll get too sentimental here. Um, my daughter-in-law just passed away in November. And she told my son before she passed away that every time you're, um, every time I'm pissed at you, I'm going to shut your Xbox off. Right. <laughs> and so, and in all honesty, that's been happening to him a lot lately. Oh no. And so, and we're, because we just moved him out of the house that he was in into a newer house, mm-hmm. into the house, you know, another house. And he's like, mom, do you think that it'll, it'll keep happening? And I'm like, if you want to do son, I believe in my heart, it will, yeah. you know, she'll follow you wherever you go. Yeah. Um, so, and I know, you know, you have to sort of like think about how many times do people's Xboxes kick off? Not often. No. You know no. what I mean? Like it just doesn't happen, but you know, and I told him, I said, I don't know, maybe you're, you're wanting that to be the thing that's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just don't get it. Why is it doing it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, because, you know, it may have happened a million times before and you never put two and two together that you, but now you want it to happen. You yeah. want it to be heard. So, um, one of the things that would happen with, with, uh, in regards to my dad passing away and something funny is that my mom, um, did not approve of the fact that my dad chewed tobacco. Okay. <laughs> it, it never failed it never failed on days that my mom would be the most mad about something and so angry um that a pack of and and they don't call it red man chewing tobacco anymore i don't know what they call it sorry for anybody out there but the red man chewing tobacco um he she would find it just laying random places right. even after my dad was gone and nobody else is around. I mean, like, it wasn't like me and my sister were chewing tobacco or, you know, my, my baby brother, right? But she would find it everywhere, just literally everywhere in the house, like on a countertop, on, you know, and where's it coming from? Who right. knows? Yeah. Right? So that, I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Too. So thanks for asking for that. I totally forgot about that. So the things you don't think about, right? Like that don't happen every day that just are like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah there's that. Yeah, for <laughs> That's sure. awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So Jamie asked this question to everybody um, that we've interviewed. So I know you're not a paranormal investigator, um, but um, some of us like to, you know, even though we don't do investigations, some people like to go or want to go on a paranormal investigation. So if you had to pick one place that you would be able to go on an investigation, where would it be? Well, <laughs> um, the two places, I think we, I may, we might've talked to hit on this before, but uh, a place down in Northern Kentucky. Um, it's not Waverly. Gillies. Is it? Oh, okay. Um, Gillies. That it? Not Gillies. What's the name of the bar where that the uh, oh. country music person? Bob on? Mackey's. Bob Mackey's. Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Mackey, not Mickey Gilly. I'm, I'm okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> Bobby Mackey's or to the Reformatory in Mansfield, for sure, because that's not too far from where I'm from. Wow. For yeah. sure. Those are the two places I would like to. Now, and that's here. Now, in Europe, give me some castles all day long, and I'll be all over There that. you go. Right. But no, I owe it, like after hearing all the stories about Bobby Mackey's, um, and I've known some people that have been there and have just been like, oh, dude, you can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You gotta um, go. I, definitely. That, I do. I would love that. But, you know, anything in also anything in, in Savannah, they're, they've got so many cool paranormal things. That's an, oh, gosh. That, um, there's a, I uh, can't think of what it's called. There's a fort right outside of Tybee Island. That is very much so full of paranormal stuff. And we saw my girls, that's a, you know, my girls when they were little were so very receptive to that because my daughter used to tell me all the time that she was talking to her grandpa in her bedroom all of the time, oh, all wow. of the time. She was like, yeah, grandpa's up there. And I'm okay. Go on. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Mom doesn't want to know. <laughs> Because <laughs> in my mind, scary movies. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And it's not my dad that she's talk, calling grandpa. It's somebody else completely. So <laughs> <laughs> that's me being being a big chicken for sure. Got anything else you want to ask? No, 
Other than I'm going to check out where that fort in Savannah is, right <laughs> <laughs> down there in it's, Georgia. Yeah, it's right. It's it's right. I can't think of the name of the, of the fort, but it's. I know it was on the way to Tybee Island, so it's really cool. And I have pictures of orbs and all kinds of stuff from there. It's a really cool place. That's neat. Yeah, I haven't been to the southern part of Georgia. I've only been up in the Atlanta area, and so gotcha. um, I need to get Take out. Take a Georgia trip. It's worth it. They have some really cool paranormal tours. They really do. They have some real. I mean, like if nothing else, you're going to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they have some really amazing folks doing those tours. Adding it to the list. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, the, like you can't go very far without finding a place that has paranormal activity. It's everywhere. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, like, I mean, although I do feel a little jealous of the people who live out east. Because it's like, oh, yeah, there's one here, and there's this there, and there's this plantation oh, yeah. there, and there's this fort. And it's like, man, I got to, like, drive 600 miles to get to a place sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the mecca of paranormal. Yeah. yeah. Over there. I mean, well, I mean, that's the oldest part, right? Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly. It. You know, I mean, what makes Utah so much fun, though, is that we were the crossroads to the west. So everybody right. who was going to the gold fields or coming back from the gold fields traveled through uh through us in utah so we've got some we got our own fun stuff here but it's not like it is in out east out east yeah so but we want to say you know thank you for uh coming on and hanging out with us you're welcome it's a pleasure anytime like i'll just call you know i'll just hang out with you guys i love it it's so cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah anytime absolutely absolutely so where can people find you again Again, you can find me at BerryPleasures.com, BerryPleasures on Facebook, Instagram. You can find me at BerryPleasures1 on TikTok. It's not a very great TikTok, kids, but it's work, It's a work in progress. <laughs> um, and all of the uh, major podcasting platforms on there, somewhere or another. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, check her out. Um, she's got some good episodes, and she's got us on there as well. So you can come hear yes, some of our stories. Please. Check out, check it out. So, and then where can they find us on Facebook? Uh, they can find us at Paranormal Peeps Podcast and uh, CPR, which is Cold Spot Paranormal Research. Yep, and you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research, and on Twitter at CPR Paranormal. So, like always, everybody, stay ghosty, my peeps. Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast, and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.